Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Because it's Halloween's delightful. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that works. I don't understand how frightful De- and delightful. Could, yeah, frightful and delightful are great rhymes. I just don't understand how Christmas is frightful. So. Well, because remember in uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas Carol, uh-huh. where you know there's the it's it's supposed to be back then oh, that they were supposed to tell ghost that's stories. That's true. During... The Victorians did believe that you tell ghost stories around Christmas time. Yeah. Ipso facto. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Frightful. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I gotta say, your neighbor, who always does the crazy Halloween house, has been at it again. Yeah. And they have subscribed to a trend I have found. There is a trend in Halloween decorating this year. Do you know what this trend is? No. It is to get those animatronic witches, there's always three of them, that just sort of talk to each other over the cauldron. Have you not seen these? No. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. They were at uh, Michael's. I'm, I'm, uh, showing... That's the one. See, there's and there's the three little witches. So I'm showing um, Betsy a picture that I is. took. As I went by this guy's house, he does, he'll, like, board up his upstairs windows. He'll have, like... You need to send that to me so I can put it in the show notes. I'll try and get a better photo. Yeah, get a better a photo. Blurry. He's got, like, the giant cobwebs. He's got the cemetery out front. He's got different lights going on. Yeah, but see, he bought into Big Three Witch, which all, everybody's doing that What is days. Big Three Witch? That's when you put the three witches that are animatronic on your porch and they just talk to each other. Yeah. They They're talk everywhere. Yeah, they talk to each other. They have, like, whole conversations about, Are they you know, interesting? No, it's about, like, eye of bats and tongue of dog and all that stuff. It's... It's pretty. Did you get the eye of Newt? I thought you were going to get the eye of Newt. I got the eye of Newt last time. That actually sounds far more interesting than what they they actually say. It's, it's sort of pseudo Macbeth, but not quite Macbeth. Maybe I couldn't I should quite make like my own. I should totally make your three own. Three sarcastic witches. Snarky the snarky witch. The snarky witches. I would buy some snarky witch. I would. <laughs> and then it sounds like a beer. Give me a snarky witch. <laughs> Totally, totally drink that. By the way, uh, who am I? You are Betsy Bird. I sure am. Children's book author and librarian. I mean. Known to all as Betsy Bird, Fuse Number 8, Fuse Number 8 Productions, Bada Boom, Bada Bing, and who am I? I have no idea. I'm so wrapped up in me. Oh, you're Kate Ramsey. You're my sister. You don't have a presence in the children's literature world, but now you do because of this podcast. Eh. You are known. Uh, no, no, You no. have fans. I don't think so. You do. No, because the people only know me as Kate. You ask okay. anyone on the street who my last name is, and they'll be like, I don't know. They ask well, me. I could have called it Fuse and Kate Ramsey, but that would have eh, been a bit. No. That's a little wordy. Yeah. A little wordy on the tongue. Uh, speaking of Fuse and Kate, what, what do we do on this here podcast? So we talk about children's picture books, mm-hmm. and and because of your expertise on children's mm. book and my expertise on nothing, mm. combined, we <laughs> rate these books on a scale from 1 to 10, right. 10 being they're awesome, and 1 being, why the heck did I just waste my time with this book? Why was it printed? Why did a tree have to die? Right. Why am I here on this earth? Exactly. <laughs> Sartre would approve. 
Marvelous. And uh, for the, so we're in the thick of October, yes, hence sir. our previous conversation about Halloween decorations. And, and we are witches. trying to be... And exactly. Ooh, that witches. could be like the name of this episode. The, the Snarky Witches Talk About... No, that would be like the name of like a podcast, right? Snarky Witch? Yeah, but we'd, yeah. we'd be the Snarky Witches. That's true. That's yeah. right. Snarky Witches. It's good. I like it. We'll work on that. We'll workshop it. Brainstorm okay. it with the, with the men in the ooh, back speaking there. Speaking of Snarky Witches, ooh, that ties into my uh, Girl Things I Like Later. I will, okay. I'm going to hold on I'm to gonna, that. I'm going to put a little bookmark there. Yep. A little, uh, a little ellipses. Mm-hmm. A little footnote. Conversation later. Okay. And in the meantime, we have this week's book, which has to be thematically consistent. So th- it was a bit of a tricky thing. Uh, we've had many fine suggestions for classic Halloween picture books, and there's a. I'm sure, there's a ton out there. There are, but there's not a lot of consensus as to what constitutes a classic Halloween picture book. Was there um, ever like a Charlie Brown pumpkin? There was. It was like an adaptation though. It's like basically you just take stills from the TV special and you put some words and that's oh. crap, I says. Not not a classic. No. But this week, uh, this is the only one that people mention the most, I would say. If you had to aggregate the suggestions, this is the one that comes up time and time again. It is... The Little Old Lady Who Is Not Afraid of Anything. By... Linda Williams. And illustrated by... Megan Lloyd. Megan Lloyd. Two ladies. Are they snarky witches? They are not. There is no snark that I could detect. So, yes. (laughs) um, This is... Just to preface this, this is perhaps the most popular book to read aloud to large groups of children around the Halloween season. Well, yeah, because she's being chased by a giant pumpkin. Really, really, really big. That's terrifying. Pumpkin. Yes, yeah, she's not afraid. Clearly, if you if you read the title, she should be. Well, that there is that, of course. Like, you, a person can be not afraid of anything, and then there's just sanity. There's like common sense people. Common sense dictates that if a pumpkin, which is, oh, I'm just going to estimate that's ten times her size. Uh, Looks like it's about to roll and crush you a la Indiana Jones. I mean, think about how you heavy run. a pumpkin is, right? It's very heavy. Now think about how big a pumpkin would be for, like, if it was the size of a 20-foot tree. Yeah. Like... I am going to say this. It is possible that the pumpkin is near us and she is way down below. Because it no is a floating way. pumpkin. It is a floating pumpkin that is inter- integral the plot so it's possible that it's near us and is not actually that big but then that's a failure of perspective so let's all right you're gonna take this out okay all right while kate's doing her read let's uh let's learn a little background information on this book i'm kidding you there's not a lot of background information on this book but here's what's so interesting about it right i think a lot of us are familiar with this book particularly if we're children's librarians but the author and the illustrator are not remembered as well as the book itself. This is one of those cases where the product has eclipsed the creators. Um, and you might say, as is right. Uh, yeah, and you could, you could certainly think that, but I get very curious, like, okay, the little old lady who was not afraid of anything, what's the, who is behind this book? So if you go to the HarperCollins website to look up the author, Linda Williams, it will tell you that she is... This might have been was, but it says she is the director of a child development center, and that's it. That is all the information that you get. That is not very helpful, HarperCollins. Scholastic, as it turned out, was much more helpful. And they said, Linda Williams is a writer in the fields of science and medicine. She has worked as a technical writer and chief scientist at NASA 
and McDonnell Douglas and currently works at Rice University. She has served as a science speaker for a number of years. Miss Williams is the author of the popular Chemistry Demystified uh, series. So that would then beg the question, are we talking about the same Linda Williams? Because it's a pretty common name. I don't know the absolute answer. On the site, they do appear to say that she is the author of both The Little Old Lady Who Is Not Afraid of Anything and these other science-related books. We have a much clearer picture when it comes to the illustrator, Megan Lloyd, though she is actually known as Megan Lloyd Thompson. And she appears to have worked continuously for many, many years. Uh, she started her career in 1984 with art for the Lee Bennett Hopkins poetry book, Surprises, which is amazing when you consider that Lee Bennett Hopkins has poetry collections out this year in 2018. So you go, Lee Bennett Hopkins, you keep going. In terms of Miss Thompson, she uh, ended her career somewhere around 2008 with Diane Shore's This is the Feast. She did a lot of nonfiction picture book work in there as well, but nothing she ever did was quite as popular as the book we're discussing today. Hello, hello. 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 Have you uh, traipsed into the dark and come back swimming? Uh, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You, you sound enthralled. Yeah. You sound, uh, vibrant, full of energy. I mean, I wasn't expecting naked ghosts, but... Okay, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, uh, tell me about this here book you read. So, I read a book that has a misconstrued cover. This is not accurate. Yeah, I know. Why and would they do that? Because it would be so much cooler if that's what it was. But it's not. No, it's not, is it? That's... You that's... think there's going to be this, like, house-sized pumpkin. But it's not. No. It's not even. I was expecting that big. a twenty-foot-tall pumpkin. Yeah. What I get? A normal size. You got pumpkin. a completely normal size pumpkin. Yeah. Maybe it's coming from the sky, and that's well, why. Well, let's I talk don't about know. what this book's about. All right. For those people that don't know what it's about, so sure. there's an old lady. They say she's old. Right. Yes. She doesn't. Can we get to that right now from the start? Sure. How she, old would you say, looking at this woman, that she was? I would say fifty. Thank you. I would say because she has some gray in her hair. There is some. But it's not all gray. Her face is unwrinkled, unlined. She's got a little little bit of sagginess. Yeah, sure. A little, little bit of mom gut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. But I would not call her old. Now, to be fair to any child over the age of, oh, I'm going to say 13, a person is quote-unquote old. And if you've got gray hair, then you must be at death's door. Right. But I am reminded of all these grandmothers that I have met over the years who hate how grandmothers are always portrayed in picture books, which is to see, like, doddering with a cane and their dentures, and they're always, like, portrayed as, like, super old, and you don't really Decrepit. see... Yeah. This would be a perfectly reasonable grandmother. Yeah. Even then, she looks a little young, but, you know. But, yeah, yeah anyway, her, her she has no name. Her name is... Little old lady. The little old lady, yeah. Yeah. All right. And immediately, I was like, this art kind of reminds me of that Stregonona book. Oh, really? Tommy DePaul? Yeah. Eh, I don't see it, but okay. I don't know. Sure. That, was, that was the first thing I thought of, but... It's also an old woman. It... True. Yeah, there you go. And on the first page, with an exclamation point, it says, Once upon a time, there was a little old lady who was not afraid of anything. Anything! And you know how she's not afraid of anything? You know how they show it? How do they show that? They show it by leaving the key in the door. <laughs> she's not afraid of anyone coming in. Uh -huh. With the crumpled rug in front of the door. She's not afraid of tripping over that. <laughs> with the kettle on the stove without an oven mitt. She's not afraid of getting burned. Yes. 
So she's foolhardy, is what you're trying to tell me. She's an idiot. Yeah. So. <laughs> so sorry, this is but... not a quality one to admire in a human. All right. No. So, yeah, I noticed that this book also loves its exclamation points. Yeah. It's... Anyway. That's, that's, a, that's a bugaboo. So she's not married. She does not have no, a... and does not appear to have any children. And she lives by otherwise. herself. Lives by herself in the woods. Right? Eh, is she in the woods? Yeah, she's. Well, with... she yeah. she lives. I'd say in the country. Because, yeah. Okay. And she walks for a long time in the woods. However, you do not need that big of a basket for what herbs, spices, nuts, and seeds. Why are you carrying a Maybe basket? Maybe she's getting a whole lot of nuts. We that, don't have any nuts. That is a really big basket. Yeah, that's like... What is if she you did carry? fill like, it, it would be too heavy like, to carry. Like, what, 40 pounds of nuts yeah. she's going to find in the forest? It's like when you like have like a bag and you take it to the grocery store and you put in like one gallon of milk. You're not going to put two gallons of milk in that bag. You're not going to be able to carry the bag. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. So she is going through the woods. She left in the afternoon and now it's starting to get dark. Mm-hmm. And she comes across a pair of shoes that are moving on their own... That go clump clump. Mm-hmm. Like okay, sorry. that's correct. Yes. And then she says, "Get out of my way! I'm not afraid of you." Meanwhile, behind her, she can hear the shoes continuously going clump clump. Right. So she's not afraid of shoes. Okay. I actually, I know this whole book is about you know building, 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 but um, shoes moving on their own is one of my greatest fears. I and I will explain why. I was once on an airplane, and they were playing some ghost-related TV show. Because you know how they'll show, like, different TV shows, like, there? And so one of them was, like, true ghost stories. And it was the most minor thing in the world, but it was, like, this woman took a nap on her couch. Her shoes were by the front door. But when she woke up, they were next to her. For whatever reason, that terrifies me. The idea that your shoes would suddenly... Why? I don't know. So shoes moving on their own, I can relate. I would, if I were walking in the woods and I saw shoes moving on their own, I would think there's probably an animal inside of the shoes. Okay. That's moving them. Right. Or it's the wind. Moving a pair of shoes. Yeah. All right. But more likely there's two squirrels or raccoons. <laughs> so or Chip and Dale. Yeah. Are in each a shoe. There was a. I'm sure there was a Looney Tunes cartoon about that or something. Oh, you know there was. Yeah. Yes. So she's not afraid of these shoes, but All then right. she comes across a pair of pants. Right. That go wiggle wiggle. I think that's very subjective. And the pants are trying to harass this poor woman. Shame on you, pants. Okay, and I must say, there was a Dr. Seuss book. Very, very similar to this called What Was I Scared Of? Um, where this little furry creature goes into the woods and keeps running into a pair of pants that look identical to the pants in this book. Um, he is terrified. Uh, and then... She's slightly... She's unnerved, she, I, I think say. she's turned on by the pants as okay, I don't know if I can... Because look at her. She's got a little smile on her face. She's she like, actually is smiling at the like, pants. She's like, oh, look yeah. at... Oh. Oh, hello. <laughs> well, they do have a nice hello, wiggle. wiggly pants. They do have a nice wiggle. But then she says, "Get out of my way, you right. pair of pants! I'm not afraid of you." But behind her, she could hear the clomp clomp and the wiggle mm-hmm. wiggle. And then she gets furious at this shirt. She is just there's not, something about the shirt she does not care she's for. She's not having it. Yeah. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay. And the shirt went shake shake. So I'm thinking, okay, this would be a fun book to read to kids. Mm-hmm. You got a clomp clomp, a wiggle wiggle, yeah, yeah, a yeah, shake yeah. That's shake. That's the whole point, man. That's the whole point of this book. It's the only reason it exists. But every time, she, like, an article of clothing apparently passes right. by her, yeah. it says she walks a little bit faster. So yeah. I'm like, right. lady, I'm pretty sure you're afraid. 
and you're lying to yourself, and you're lying to the audience, and you're not letting it be okay to be afraid. But don't you think... Well, okay, there is that. But, but don't you think there's a value to a kid feeling smart for seeing through this woman's lies? I don't... Because a kid sees what's going on here. I don't think... If you're... Not in that picture, but... But as you go through, it is clear that her fear factor is rising. Well, only because she, it keeps saying and she exactly. walked down a little bit yeah. faster. You're right. The art does not necessarily match right. the and, text. But, and she doesn't walk faster for all of them. She doesn't walk faster for after the pants, for I example. I don't think she was with the shoes she either. Just, she just walks on. The first two, I think she's totally at peace with the world. Yeah. It's just as the and then we pile get, on And then the we get end. to the shirt, and then we get to um, a... Top hat and gloves. The gloves go clap clap and the hat goes nod nod. She says, Get out of my way and she walks a bit faster. It's because there's a naked ghost and she's gonna <laughs> run into it. No. Get away from the naked ghost. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, is that really where your mind went? Okay. Yes, it is actually. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a bunch of ghosts? Because each of these seems to be moving independent of the others. Um, I don't know how ghosts work. Maybe ghosts can control all the articles of their own clothing. Sure. Can I just say the top hat clearly uh, that's Frosty's. It's just a top hat. It's, which was a top hat. Frosty had a top Why hat. Why is that specifically Frosty's? It has to be because it was magic. Eh. There must have been some magic in that old top hat they found. Yeah, it's a stretch. For when they put it on his head to begin. And then we meet the pumpkin. Yes. That the goes, hero of the story. That goes boo-boo. And it is not a 20-foot pumpkin. It is a normal-sized pumpkin. It could fit in the basket Hanging from her elbow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at this point, she books it. She doesn't say anything. She just runs she's like, as the fast as she can. The lie has been found out. Yes. She just, she's terrified because she's got shoes going clomp clomp, pants going wiggle wiggle, a shirt going shake shake, two gloves going clap clap, one hat going nod nod, and one scary pumpkin head going boo boo. You would read this aloud very well to a group of children, I must Thank say. Thank you very much. I, I would I would maybe put a little something more in we it. Would, yeah, just... well, you'd have them actively do these out, I believe. You'd have them clomp their feet, then you have them wiggle, then you have them shake, then you have them clap. And you have them nod, yeah. and then you have them say boo-boo. Nah. Yeah. And then, so she runs home. Books right? it. Yeah. And then she hears a knock. She hears a knock-knock on her door. Yeah. Empty gloves knocking on doors. Sure. So. Ghost knuckles. She's obviously terrified. She's been clutching her chest. Oh, yeah. And she's like. She could be <gasps> potentially having a heart attack at this point. Yeah. And she thinks, should I open the door? Uh. Lady, not the no, not the smartest. That's crayon. an easy no. question. I was gonna say not the smartest crayon in the box, not the, <laughs> not the brightest crayon, and not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'll just keep That's, going until I cover the that mistake. The wheel is up. running, but the but, hamster is dead. Yes, yes. and right. so she says, "Well, well, she was not afraid of anything, so she went to open the door." Short memory you span. You are this one. an idiot. Yeah, no. I hope the gloves <laughs> choke you to death. <laughs> You deserve it. You deserve it. You have learned nothing. Oh, and she she opens the door, and again, all these articles of clothing and this pumpkin head do their thing. Are saying their thing, uh -huh. and she says, "I'm not afraid of you." And what do you want? And they say, "Well, we've come to scare you." And she says, "Well, you can't scare me." And they say, "Well, don't you know who I am?" The, the pumpkin said, "Well, then what's to become of us?" And he suddenly looked unhappy. Which, it's hard for a pumpkin it's, it when, it's, actually, when his mouth is already cut. It's already cut on, and it actually, and, there is no change. It has no eyebrows, so. Right. But apparently, he looks unhappy now. All right. So, she whispers an idea into the pumpkin's 
Well, pumpkin doesn't have ear, but it's got it's ear, ear hole. Ear holes, yeah, I guess. Ear holes, yeah. Um, and she said goodnight, closed mm-hmm. the door, and the next morning she wakes up. Again, her hair is like a black with maybe a little bit it's of gray. It's all gray. It's all gray. She sure. is wearing a nightgown, which. Yeah, who looks, in their, you know, And a, uh, what do you call that? Oh, it's a nightcap. Nightcap, yeah. Yeah, or, oh, nightcap. Aaron, a nightcap. And a very disheveled pillow there. Yeah, but the bed seems to be made. Yes. So. And she looks out of her window, she looks at her garden, and what does she see? A scarecrow. Didn't see that one coming. Ah, uh, clever. I wrote, <laughs> clever old lady. There you go. Hey, it's a good use of all I mean, I didn't parts. think she was smart, and then she came up with this idea, and I was like, yeah. yeah. She's not going to ask where the heck did you come from? How do you have a voice when you don't have a voice box? Why are you haunting me and not my neighbor that is literally next door? Which Yeah, no, she's not far from any other human being. Which, oh, look, there's another scarecrow at the beginning of the book. Oh. No, wait, that's her. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's Sorry. rude. Sorry. Sorry, I take it back. Jeez. Well, it's upside down. It was hard for me to tell. She, anyway, she kind of, I mean... That's why I called her. Yeah, so that's that's. So, are you familiar with um, the movie Bed Knobs and Broomsticks? Vaguely, I remember the ending of it. No, this is the best part of the book, of the entire film. It's not a great film. It was sort of a knockoff of Mary Poppins. Um, it was directly a knockoff of Mary Poppins. It was like, let's take the dad from Mary Poppins and make him into a shyster, and uh, music and mixing animation and live action, whatever. Music actually, not bad actually. The Portobello Road song, Mwah. but it as a Killer ending, which is to say, clothes moving on their own, fighting Nazis. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with suits of armor fighting Nazis. It is a great That's ending. A, you could say anything fighting Nazis, and I would be on board. Yes, but you could say empty clothing. Like the three blind knights with brass knuckles fighting Nazis. Okay, that does sound. Amazing. Right? Right. And I would put that in a movie with peppy songs. Um, so anyway, I feel like I've seen a version of this on the big screen before. And it was bed knobs and broomsticks. Mm. But, you know, who's to say? But, and your opinion of that movie is meh? Well, most is meh. Um, the kids can't act. and uh, But the music is good. And the... And the Nazis are defeated by suits of armor. What's not to love? Well, maybe if this book had... Like suits of armor fighting Nazis, it might be a little more interesting. <laughs> just, just well, saying. Well, maybe that'll be the sequel for all you know. I hope there's not. That'd be awesome. So this book came out in 1986 when you were but a, a wee lass. Dos. Lace, uh, a lass of a uh, yeah. De. You were de, as they say. Um, so you, I'm surprised you didn't encounter it. You've never encountered this before. I might have, but I don't remember it. Okay, so it clearly made a deep and lasting impression mm-hmm. on your young and impressionable mm-hmm. mind. Uh, it is, as I said, pretty much the best-known Halloween read-aloud out there. It, that's about it. And there's really nothing else to talk about. It's a really long title. <laughs> it is a really long title. It's kind of, kind of gutsy of it to, to go with the long title. You know, it could have easily been cut down to... I'm not afraid. Or some sort of, you know, peppy, short, you know... Or Killer Pumpkinhead, which also would have been... Ooh, that'd be awesome. Who wouldn't want to read... All right, kids, here comes the next Halloween book. We're calling it Killer Pumpkinhead. Yay! Yay! Yeah. I'd be on board for that. Because most of this book I'm not on board of. 
four. I yeah. Mean, I, I do like that you can... Uh, wait, are we at the ratings point now? Oh, uh, we are, actually, because I literally have nothing else to say about this. Okay, There's good. really not enough, a lot of information out there about it. Yeah. So, I, I, I like the idea that all the different articles of clothing are making different noises and that you can get the kids involved. Yeah. And that it's... It's it's a Halloween book, but it's not super scary. It is right, a little right. scary because you got these random articles of clothing moving on their own, and there's no explanation for mm-hmm. it. And then you have a very weird talking pumpkin head, right? Who is not twenty feet tall as it should be on the cover. <laughs> um, but I I don't. Uh, other than that, this is not memorable for me. Yeah, and I would agree. I, I like that it's clever uh-huh. at the end with, you know, combining it all into a scarecrow. Yeah. I think it, it survived as long as it has more due to the fact that it has a use. Um, it, it's Halloween. Yeah. So every single year you pull it down for your Halloween story because right. it's reliable. It's right. not, it's, you can always engage. Like, oh, look, now we can all nod our heads, you know. Anything, any book that has movement pretty much written into it. That's gold, baby. Right. You're, you're going to be pulling this out every single year. So I would say it's probably, and if we can make the distinction, a classic amongst librarians. But we're not, this is not a podcast where we consider just what librarians or even booksellers uh, want. We're talking about for the for everybody, right. is this a classic? Right. right. And for I think it's important day. to make that distinction. Yeah. yeah. And your, or your rating? Well, my rating is, um, eh. I am a librarian. <laughs> So I can see how hard it is to actually come up with an original tale that does use all these movements. And the movements are great and fine, and they work just fine. The art is not overwhelmingly anything. Uh, and they called her old, which is just rude. <laughs> come on. Yeah, I'm old. This I ain't the, got no problem with that. This is, I feel like this is the second or third book where you give me... Where it says old lady. Oh, yeah, Peter Rabbit did it, didn't it? And it's not like yeah. OL apostrophe, it is OLD. Yeah, she's ancient, decrepit. Yeah. You know, like the crypt keeper, but in female form with she's a hat. She's got 20 canes yeah. because <laughs> her, her bones crack when she walks. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's amazing she just doesn't turn to dust the minute the sunlight <laughs> hits her face, you know. Ah! Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm giving this, uh, boy, this is low. I'm giving it a 3.5. I was going to do 3.75. Oh, you're higher than me. I thought about a 4, but then I actually, as we were talking, I uh, I, 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 I thought fell. about a 4, too, and I was like, I can't do that. I, I thought about, I was going for the 4, and I just, it couldn't. I feel like this is this might upset people. Uh, It will, but I think at the same time, if maybe if they're new to us, but I think at this point, they now know they can't trust us, so... <laughs> I think if we've broken that I mean, trust efficiently enough... If I hadn't been lied to right on the cover, maybe I'd give it a higher <laughs> rating. But... Yeah, Megan Lloyd Thompson. Because um, that actually her name was Megan Lloyd Thompson, turns out. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. At some point here she got I married. mean, they had enough text for the entire long <laughs> ten-minute title, but they didn't have enough room for her to put her, her own full name. freaking last name. I don't know the circumstances of her name. I just know that it seems to have changed at some point. Interesting. So there you go. Okay. All right, so not a classic. Nope. When was the last time we had a not a classic? It's been a while. No, not too long. Not that long? Okay. Like a couple episodes ago. All right, all right. All right. I'll, I'll trust but you. That's good. You know, we got a classic one week, not a classic the exactly. next week. Gotcha. Change it up. Change it up. Sorry, little old lady. You didn't make the cut. Ooh, what if this is like, I just looked at it, I was like, could this be like Amelia Bedelia? Oh, she looks a in, lot like Amelia in Bedelia. In like 25 years? 
Yes, you know what I'm that saying? would explain... She doesn't bake at any point, but... Uh... Well, she is gathering, like, herbs and spices, so maybe she's going to make... Maybe she's but gonna... she gives a practical solution at the end, where Amelia Bedelia would never do that. Amelia Bedelia True. is of no use beyond but baking. But maybe as Amelia gets older, she becomes oh, a little wiser. You mean a little wisdom? Coming? I mean, she, keep uh. in mind this lady does open the door after being terrified. Oh, that's a good point. That's actually a strong yeah. That's a strong point so in the maybe, favor of possibly being elderly. Maybe the little lady is just Amelia Bedelia in like twenty, thirty years. That's entirely possible. I believe it. All right. I still don't. Still get not my a no. Yeah, no, I'm not going to have it. All right. Okie dokie. Letters time. We got a lot. Uh, so Stephanie, the third sister, uh, she wrote in um, after we did Duck, Death, and the Tulip. Mm-hmm. Uh, she recommended uh, that we watch the television show Dead Like Me. Uh, which I was completely unaware of uh, had I known that Mandy Patankin was on any show besides the other ones that I already knew about. Uh, I might have been intrigued by this. Uh, but yes, the premise of the show follows uh, George as she adjusts to her new afterlife job as a reaper after being killed by a toilet seat that fell from a space station. Uh, that sounds like something Betsy's watch, I have to say. That's well, yeah, because we did say in the Duck, Death, and the Tulip that, you know, everyone might have their own death. Yes, exactly. And so if you have your own Reaper, that yeah. would make sense. It would make perfect sense. It, it follows. She called it uh, Dark, Funny, and Strangely Sweet. Well, that's pretty good. Um, and, of course, she mentioned, and we had mentioned this ourselves, that her debut picture book, which will be coming out, is about death to a certain extent. Um, and she has another one coming out with Little Brown that will involve a dying star. So apparently we, we were right death on... all around. Death all around there. Who knew? Uh, and then she had some recommendations. Uh, she recommended that we, for Halloween, since we're doing scary books, uh, consider The Wolves in the Wall by Neil Gaiman, or the even creepier Wolves in the City by Margaret Wilde. Uh, thank you for that, Stephanie. It's very kind of you. Uh, especially because she ends by saying, thank you for continuing to make one of the best book podcasts out there. Hat, hat tip to you, my dear. And by no means will I be touching the wolves in the city with a ten-foot pole. It will give me nightmares for life. And you don't know what it's going to do to Kate if I do that. I, I can't put my Ooh. own sister through that. No, you are not allowed. You Come are not on. allowed. No. No. You are not allowed to see that book. Are there no. shoes that move by themselves? There are. <laughs> Maybe it's a it's a little hard to say what's going on in that book, but it's not good. Okay, Josh Funk, um, he gets his first and last name for some reason. I don't know why. I, everyone else, I always read the first name. But for him, I do both. He's still catching up uh, with our podcast, and he says maybe someone has already said this, but I have a serious problem with Kate's problem with the ending of the monster at the end of this book. It's called the monster at the end of this book. Not the monster on the second-to-last spread of this book. Having said that, it's not a classic. You're right, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to embody the spirit of Grover, uh-huh. he needs that two-second realization. You can have it be on the same page. You can have it be at the end of the book. True. Just True. have the a couple extra words well, of... argue that the end of the book is not the, the last... It's not called the monster on the last page of this book. It's the monster at the end of the book. And the end can be... All I'm saying is just add a couple words sure. of, oh... It's me. I'm the monster at the end of this book. Just have that two second yeah, of... Yeah, oh. that's a good explanation. That's a better explanation <sighs> than the one we gave before. So, But not a classic. But not a classic, no. All right. Grown-up things we like. 
Okay. Mm. I kind of have three that I'm smushing together. Oh, uh, okay. But I'll be fast. Is it a s'more? So, well, no. Uh, I like s'mores. We could metaphorically make it a s'more, okay. I guess. The metaphorical s'more. Okay, Jimmy. so we were talking about the snarky witches at the beginning, we right? Did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, it means this is the time of the year where you have to watch Hocus Pocus. No! Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting you're a millennial. This is such a millennial It was thing. one of the first... It might be the first movie uh, I saw in the movie theater. Okay, you with, need to explain with, this to with me. With the Martin sisters. Okay, you need... Uh, yes. You need to explain the Hocus Pocus phenomenon. Because this is a true... There are costumes for adults of these characters. Um, there are theaters uh, all around the Chicago area playing Hocus Pocus. Specifically, like it was Rocky Horror Picture Show so or something. Like, everybody knows the words, apparently. Um, what is the obsession with Hocus Pocus? Little children, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take... Oh my gosh, I oh, love it. Oh, is that from Hocus Pocus? Yeah, that's Sarah Jessica Parker. Anyway, love that movie. All right. And that and Casper. Man. Love it. Yeah, that revival has yet to happen. <laughs> it's... So we'll call that the, uh, we'll call that the graham cracker of this okay. morning. Okay, sure. Um, we'll call the marshmallow part the of The gooey this center. Mo- the gooey center mm-hmm. is, um, I have this rum cake recipe. Mm. That I hold near and dear to my heart, but I'm willing to share with the world because of its right. deliciousness. Then you are going to send me that recipe, and I'm going to try it myself. It's a link. Do you recommend right? a certain brand of rum? No. Okay. So I've done it. So it calls for spiced rum. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I've done Naturally. it with uh, Captain Morgan. I've done mm-hmm. it with Sailor Jerry. Um, it really. Why doesn't... are all rums sailor based? Oh, I guess it makes sense where they come from. Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, so that's, Excise that. that's the marshmallow gooeyness <laughs> okay. part. And the chocolate sweet, sweet part uh-huh. is that, I don't know what you're calling him this week. The, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Are you talking about the pop culture prevaricator? Yeah. The mm-hmm. PCP. That's the PCP. Yeah, mm-hmm. the PCP yep. and I, we have decided what our Halloween costume is this year. Oh, oh, yes. oh, you heard it here first, folks. Okay, and yes. I have not even heard this. What is no. it going to be? So we needed something that could be easily packed because uh, we will both be in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we need something that you can easily fit in a suitcase and wear. And I'll just describe it to you and maybe see if you can okay. figure it out. All right, all right. Uh, he will be wearing uh, an egg costume. Okay. And I will be wearing a, it's like a brown onesie with two tusks coming uh, from my head. So, so brown onesie with two tusks. Yeah, what animal an would egg. have, like, tusks? Oh, walrus. Yeah, so interesting. So, oh, cuckoo kachoo Good job. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever heard of Eggman and walrus Brought together for Halloween uh, costume? I have not. I have not either. And I looked it up online and we saw one other couple on the world of the interwebs and they did a really bad job. They okay. had to write on their costume Eggman and oh, Walrus. Oh, see, no, if you've got to do that. Exactly. No, 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 no. There was a very funny tweet recently. I can't remember who it was from, but it was uh, it was from a gay man saying, uh, ask your straight friends about their, their long and hollowed uh, traditions of making Halloween costumes based on puns. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. and and I really am tired of Halloween turning into, you know, sexy handmaid's tale. Sure, sexy cat in the hat, sexy big bird. Yeah, exactly. Sexy, yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not going to make this walrus sexy. This yeah. is just a walrus. Can I tell you? I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, and so everywhere we go, he will yell, I am the Eggman. 
I am the Eggman! And I will say, I am the Walrus! And no one will say Kukukuju? We will expect the audience to. They better respond. say. If you don't get a single Kukukuju. And the best part is that I can wear this Halloween costume year round because it's a onesie and it's super comfy. Are you just gonna wear your Walrus down the street? Like. I have a. Are you making this Walrus? No. No. I oh, they also, make Walrus costumes. They make Walrus onesies. Walrus. I onesies have a, for adults. Yeah, I have right. a Chewbacca onesie too. That's they're just well, pajamas. sure, but that's just that's just logic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I applaud your decision. So that is my s'more. Uh, All right. That's an thing. excellent s'more. I don't have anything. I have one thing, and it's pretty minor. But you see, I've been doing some research recently, and my research is for a book that I'm writing, and my research necessitated. I, I had to ask myself this. It was very, very important that I get the correct answer. Can you ride an ostrich side saddle? All right. So um, I had to find out. If I this suppose you could ride anything side saddle. Yeah, but, 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 but logistically, can it even happen? I mean, well, like an ostrich, you got to grip with your knees. It's, there's a lot of work can involved. You, can you ride a giraffe side saddle? Potentially, but that was not the question I was asking. The question I was asking, can you ride an ostrich side saddle? Can you ride so, an emu ostrich? Well, I don't know. I know one ever rides emus, and I don't know if that's because they're not as strong as ostriches, or they're just better people. I have no idea. Because <laughs> um, emus, of course, the men take care of the babies, not not the women. The women lay the eggs and then just take off, like Maisie from Horton Hatches an Egg. Hmm. And the men, the fathers, raise them, hatch them, feed them, protect them. And Interesting. The girls are just whatever. So emus, fascinating. You got me sidetracked on emus. So I looked it up and found a plethora, an abundance of pictures from the Victorian era of matronly, I'm going to say, um, matronly women, uh, well, well, you know, girthy, girthy. There was a girdle or two in there. I have no doubt sitting side saddle on ostriches. Like you do. Posing. There is no evidence that the ostrich is at any point going to move. But many of these women are sitting by themselves with no one else in sight, so... Are you sure that this is a alive ostrich? Not, um, not a taxidermied version? That's an excellent question, and no, I have no evidence one way or another. All that's important to me is that there is an ostrich, <laughs> and there are women sitting side saddle on the ostrich, thereby answering my question, yes. Yes, Kate. Who can ride an ostrich side saddle? That's... That's... I can't say for how long. Whew, I know. Weight man. off the brain. Yeah. Things I know that, you were I, asking that yourself keep me that. up at night. I, it was keeping me up. I feel so much better now. I'm feeling, I'm feeling very satisfied. Feel so my research now. My research has really come through for me. So smart. So yay. So on that smart note, uh, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our pop culture prevaricator is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.